how is this out and about? Thought I'd see if anybody wants to play some round ball. You're listening to the Bet Slippin' Podcast Daily NBA Show featuring Jeff Clark from USA Today Sportsbook Wire. What's up, guys? Thanks for streaming today's Bet Slippin' Podcast. It's our daily NBA show. It's Friday, March 25th, and there's a medium-sized slate in the NBA tonight. Seven games, but I have a beefy bet slip. I have five best bets I'm going to talk to you about here in a second. But first, let me shout out the presenting website of this podcast, sportsbookwire.usadelay.com. You can read mine and my colleagues' daily handicaps for all major sporting events. So go check that out at sportsbookwire.usadelay.com. Also, shout out to the odds provider and sponsor of this podcast, Typico Sportsbook. They're operational in New Jersey and Colorado, so all of our listeners in those states, please check them out, and you can get your special welcome bonus today at USA Today bet.com slash podcast that's usa today bet.com slash podcast typico's got a nice fast and easy mobile sportsbook app that you guys could use terms and conditions do apply though if you're in a gamble or a game with typico you must be 21 or older to do so and please see their website for details if you have a gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER for new jersey 1-800-522-4700 for colorado also, let me shout out my own Twitter account. Um, I'm at Jeffrey, G-E-O-F-F-E-R-Y underscore Clark. Um, I'm giving uh, daily picks um, in addition to the, anything that I give out here. I'm doing pretty well in golf this year. I'm doing really well and actually really well in golf, pretty well in um, the NCAA tournament. And I'm adding live bets, telling some jokes, but mostly keeping a gambling focus. So if you guys want to follow uh, more of my gambling content picks, go uh, check me out on Twitter at Jeffrey underscore Clark. Uh, but let's talk about Thursday real quick. I was 2-1 and one, uh, yesterday, moving my week-long record up to 7-6, and six, my month-long record up to 31-25. and 25. And since we started the NBA Daily Show here on the Bet Slippin' Podcast, I'm 96-72, and 72, mostly against minus 110 odds. Um, I am giving out underdogs and telling you guys to sprinkle on the underdogs typically um, when I do, but uh, mostly those that record is based on minus 110 odds. But I was 2-1 and one yesterday. I hit with the Toronto Raptors, uh, minus 5.5. They beat the Cleveland Cavaliers, 117-104. And just like we said, Pascal Siakam was going to have a big game or his um, – presence in the lineup was going to be a factor he had 35 points on a 60 percent field goal shooting and we also talked about toronto's ball security um strength or or advantage in the ball security department over cleveland well they had 10 more field goal attempts mostly because of ball security so um toronto was the right side and they they uh easily covered the five and a half point spread we also covered with the New Orleans Pelicans minus two and a half points at home against the Chicago Bulls. They won one twenty six to one oh nine. Just like we said, Demar Derozan could miss yesterday's game, and he in fact did miss yesterday's game. Chicago's offense really struggled without him. They actually um, started out the first quarter on fire. Mostly Zach Levine was on fire. I think he had sixteen of their thirty nine first quarter points. But the next three quarters for Chicago was a struggle. They were they scored twenty three points in the second, twenty three in the third, twenty fourth or twenty four in the fourth. Uh, New Orleans is also plus ten in rebounding margin, plus fifteen in free throw attempt 
and free throw attempts and uh, had five fewer turnovers. So Pelicans was the right side that won easily. Um, Denver, um, we got the wrong side of this number and just a terrible handicap on my part. Uh, we laid four and a half points against the Phoenix Suns and Denver ended up losing 140 to 130. Um, I thought it would be the last game we could fade Phoenix without Chris Paul. Well, whoops, he uh, actually ended up playing in the game and then uh, Denver closed at nearly a pick I think a pick And um, I just was kind of fooled by the line. I assumed uh, reading the, the, the injury reports and still seeing Chris Paul's name up there and then seeing the Nuggets favored four and a half, I didn't think the books would um, be that late to the party on Chris Paul's availability, and it turns out that they were. He played pretty well, but Devin Booker really screwed us. He scored a game-high 49 points and just was lethal against Denver. Denver's offense played well. They just had no answer for Phoenix on Phoenix's offense, who shot 60% from the field. They had 32 assists and nine turnovers. So it was the wrong side. We got the worst of the number. Um, and I always tell you guys to make sure you check for the up-to-date injury reports before making your wager, and this is a perfect example as why. So it's a bummer, but hopefully, and I plan on finishing this week strong. I have five best bets. My five best bets in Friday's March 25th slate are I'm laying four and a half points with the Detroit Pistons, which is the absolute max I'm willing to wet, lay with them in this spot. I got them at two and a half this morning. Still feel good about the Pistons at four and a half, but won't go up past that point. I'm grabbing, um, I'm laying three and a half points, excuse me, with the 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 Utah Jazz over the Charlotte Hornets. I'm grabbing two and a half points with the Warriors. I'm okay with sprinkling on that money line as well, even though it's not as chunky of a payout as I'd like it to be. Taking two and a half point or three and a half points, excuse me, with the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, visiting the Memphis, Minnesota Timberwolves, pardon me again. And then I'm grabbing five and a half points with the Los Angeles Clippers who host the Philadelphia 76ers. Let's talk about these games uh, real quick. First one, Pistons grabbing, laying four and a half, hosting the Washington Wizards. Wizards are two and one straight up and only one and two this season against the spread versus Detroit. Um, Cade Cunningham is by far the best player on the floor in this game. In his last 10 games, he's averaged 22 points per game on 47% shooting with seven rebounds and seven assists per game. It's also an awful spot for Washington. They have the fourth worst adjusted net rating versus bottom 10 teams. They play down to their competition. They have the worst ATS differential versus bottom 10 teams. Um, at minus 5.0 and they're two 14 and one against the number on the road versus losing teams three and six against the number as three to four and a half point underdogs. Also Kyle Kuzma is now Washington's leading scorer since Bradley Bradley Beal's been sidelined with an injury for the season. He might not even play in this game, but if he does, Detroit has two wings that could, um, neutralize or, or supersede, Kuzma's production and and their two wings are Sadiq Bey who's an up-and-coming second-year player and Jeremy Grant who um, is roughly an average starting forward starting wing but it can play pretty good um, in a reduced role which I think he's starting to to develop here in, in Detroit because Cade Cunningham the number one overall pick is starting to take over on that team um, I also leaned the over in this game all the money's on the over and it's up from a 218 point 
opener, but it's, it's sitting at 221.5 right now, and I, I still find some value in it. I'm not going to give it out as an official best bet, but Washington is 9-2 and two, um, towards the over in the second of a back-to-back with a plus 6.7 total margin. Detroit's 10-7 and seven to the over when playing with a rest advantage, and these teams have a combined 40-25 and 25, um, record to the over versus losing teams. But my official play is Pistons minus 4.5, hosting the Washington Wizards. The next best bet, I'm, I'm taking the Utah Jazz minus 3.5, visiting the Charlotte Hornets. I just think this is mispriced. Charlotte's 17th in my power rankings, and Utah beats up on bad to mid-tier teams generally or hysterically, just not this season. That's part of the reason why I think we're getting a cheap number for Utah, and I think Utah is going to get back to cruising past bad teams on the stretch of the regular season. I still look to fade Utah versus elite teams, but that's not Charlotte. Charlotte's not an elite team, and I just think it's a buy low spot for Utah and a sell high spot for Charlotte. Charlotte just won five straight games before losing its previous game. I forget to who. And Utah is entering on uh, a two-game losing skid, but both those games are on the road to Boston, who's just red hot, and Brooklyn, who has a top three player in the world with Kevin Durant. Um, Charlotte is not as good as Boston or Brooklyn, and they do not have an elite player that Utah really has to key on. Um, uh, LaMelo Ball is obviously fantastic, but I don't consider him an elite player as of yet. Also, Utah's pick-and-roll action should just crush Charlotte's pick-and-roll action. Utah's first in pick-and-roll frequency through ball handlers and first in offensive efficiency. Uh, Charlotte's fifth, uh, has the fifth worst pick and roll defensive efficiency against ball handlers. Also, Utah has a significant strength on weakness edge in outside shooting. Their first in effective field goal shooting, while Charlotte's 25th in defensive effective field goal shooting. Also, that pick and roll action is going to lead to a lot of catch and dribble sh- threes. Um, Charlotte's only 22nd in shot quality allowed versus catch and dribble threes or catch-and-shoot threes, excuse me, and they're 23rd and off-the-dribble threes, which we know Donovan Mitchell excels at or likes to take a lot of. So let's lock in the Utah Jazz laying three-and-a-half points at Charlotte as our second-best bet. Next, we'll go to the Golden State Warriors. We're grabbing two-and-a-half points as they visit the Atlanta Hawks. Obviously, Golden State, or not obviously, they just beat Miami um, with a bunch of backups in. They get Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, Um, back for this game so it could be looked at as kind of a square play but Golden State shreds bad defenses and Atlanta is 27th in defensive rating in fact according to cleaningtheglass.com the Warriors are 20 and 2 straight up versus bottom 10 defenses they have the best adjusted net rating and the fourth best ATS differential versus bottom 10 defenses and I just think Atlanta is easy to defend in their own right, and they're terrible in tight games. Trey is Trey Young, their all-star point guard's fourth in usage rate, and the other top five players are on teams well above 500. Atlanta is a game below 500, which tells me Trey has hollow stats. They like to run a lot of pick-and-roll action through Trey Young. Well, Golden State has the best defensive rating versus pick-and-roll action through ball handlers. And Atlanta is 25th in net rating in the clutch at minus 8.4 
uh, net rating in the clutch. Clutch is defined as games within a five-point margin inside of five minutes to play. So essentially, Atlanta pees down their leg to end games, and we know Golden State does, and I don't have the clutch numbers in front of me. I can probably pull them up real quick. As a matter of fact, I will since whatever. This podcast is going to run a little long. What can I say? Uh, Golden State's clutch net rating. It's taken a minute to load in the NBA.com, so just bear with me for one second. But Golden State is got a plus three net rating, 21 and 16 straight up in net situations. Only 12th in net rating, but again, we're more fading Atlanta um, being only a, a, a possession favorite in, versus Golden State in the spot. So let's take Golden State plus two and a half. The payout on the money line just really isn't chunky enough to matter for sprinkling. I mean, it's plus 115 on Tipico. If you can find a better number, great, like sprinkle. But my official play and the play that I have in my account is the Warriors plus 2.5. Next best bet, I'm going with the Mavericks. I'm taking 3.5 as they visit the Minnesota Timberwolves. Mavericks are 2-1 and one straight up and ATS versus Minnesota this season. They won and covered against Minnesota Monday 110-108. to They beat the closing line of um, minus 1 Dallas did. But if you remember, I gave that out at Dallas minus 2.5. So a lot of Dallas betters actually lost, and in fact, I did too. But I think the market is overreacting to the Timberwolves only losing by two points, and they're thinking like the zigzag theory. There's no way the Timberwolves will lose twice to the Mavericks in the same week and this time in Minnesota when they only lost by two points in Dallas. But I think they should because Dallas matches up very well with Minnesota. Minnesota relies on forcing turnovers and grabbing offensive rebounds. Dallas is ninth in both offensive turnover rate and defensive rebounding rate. So they don't they don't throw a lot of turnovers or commit a lot of turnovers, and they do a good job of closing out defensive possessions by grabbing the boards. Also, Dallas more or less played with their food on Monday versus Minnesota. They held a 16-point lead at one point, a double-digit lead in the fourth quarter, and they just had a tough time putting away Minnesota. And I felt like Minnesota's production or offense down the stretch there was more fluky. Also, Luka... And um, defensive Minnesota defensive wing Jared Vanderbilt got a little chippy at the end of the game Monday, and I just I think Luca's gonna come in here uh, motivated. He took a rest day Wednesday. I think um, the chippiness and and the the um, which I'm gonna call it out of the competitiveness between these two teams will kind of inspire and motivate Luca to go off against Minnesota in this matchup, especially how annoying Pat Beverly can be and. Again, I just think the market's all over Minnesota based on lazy analysis. So I'll fade the market, which is heavily on Minnesota, and we'll take the Tim, uh, we'll take the Mavericks plus three and a half uh, visiting Minnesota. And then my last final best bet. I've given you four already. Um, it's another home, or excuse me, it's another underdog. I'm taking them at home. I'm sprinkling on the Clippers money line, which is right now plus one seventy. But my official best bet is Clippers plus five and a half. I truthfully don't think the Clippers are actually going to win this game. I just like the value in that number and feel really good about the Clippers plus five and a half. They beat Philly 102-101 January 21st in Philly and Embiid played and actually scored a game-high 40 points per game. I think there are 40 points in that game. I think both teams should play a little crisper 
Um, but give me the Clippers shooting in the spot. Give me their depth, their coaching, and they're just better in tight games. Uh, L.A. moved on from Doc Rivers a couple years ago for Ty Lue, and they're better off for it. L.A.'s bench is fourth in points per game. Phillies is 28th in points per game. So they're mostly um, relying on Joel Embiid and obviously now Joel um, James Harden. But, but the Clippers' defense is eighth in the NBA, and Philly struggles against good defenses. Um, Philly is only 10 and 11 straight up versus top 10 defenses. They have a minus 4.6 adjusted net rating, which is 17th. And they're 28th in ATS differential versus top 10 defenses at minus 5.1. Also, there's some reverse line movement, both the, um, money line and ATS markets. Um, all of the money is on Philly, but the Sixers are getting cheaper, which tells me the odds makers are goading or, or trying to entice sports bettors into putting more money on Philly. Obviously, you don't want to play into the house's hands when you're gambling. So we're going to fade the market, uh, be on the same side as the house, grab the Clippers plus five and a half. And again, I'm going to sprinkle on the Clippers, but I, I don't think they're going to win. I just, I don't know, my style of gambling is I generally... T- sprinkle on an underdog's money line when taking them to cover and that's a this is a spot where I think Clippers money line could be kind of juicy so I'm adding that to the Mavericks plus three and a half Warriors plus two and a half laying three and a half with the Utah Jazz and laying four and a half with the Detroit Pistons that's it that's your Friday NBA bet slip and podcast follow me at Jeffrey underscore on Clark Follow Sportsbook Wire at Sportsbook Wire on Twitter. Shout out to Tipico Sportsbook, all of our listeners in New Jersey and Colorado. Be sure to check them out. If you're not in one of those states, always shop for the best number and always check for the most up-to-date injury report. Best of luck whether you fade or follow me. I might talk to you guys tomorrow, if not next week. Peace. Thought I'd see if anybody wanted to play some round ball. You're listening to the Bet Slippin' Podcast Daily NBA Show. Featuring Jeff Clark from USA Today Sportsbook Wire.